You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 59. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Hey there, Amy Porterfield here. Welcome to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. I am just delighted that you're here. So thanks for tuning in. Now, before we get into our episode today, which is all about how to create a killer sales page headline. First, I got to confess that two weeks ago, I missed an episode, meaning I didn't have it ready in time. So we had to go a full week without an episode. Some people might say not a big deal. But for me, it's a big deal because I have noticed such a huge impact in my business since even just January, where because we're putting out consistent content every week and we're emailing our list every single week with this content, not only have my leads skyrocketed with the podcast, my sales definitely, but the impact, like the feedback we're getting from people is just incredible. So I know that consistency is king. I've got a few mentors out there, people I follow online that I know that their success is rooted in the fact that they are consistent every single week with their content, whether it be a weekly podcast or a weekly blog post or just a weekly email or a video, whatever it might be, they don't miss a week, no no matter what. And I don't know how they do it. I, I wish that was part of my personality, but I'm not as consistent, but I know how important it is. So I've been beating myself up for missing a few weeks ago because I've been on a roll. What happened was I got busy with the Profit Lab. I've talked about that over the last few weeks in the podcast, but I was so busy with it that it just derailed me and I didn't batch enough to get it done. And you know, with my podcast, we not only do the podcast and tons of research, but we also do the PDF giveaway. And then we offer a way to opt in through text or through email. And then in addition, our show notes are really like full blown blog posts. So there's a lot of work. Essentially, there are 40 steps that go into each podcast. Sounds crazy, I know, but it's true. So because of that, I got to get these done way in advance. And I could beat myself up like I've done for the last week or so, but also I just need to jump back into it. And remember, consistency is king. If I can be consistent, I know that I can continue this success that I've been building around this podcast. So I tell you that one to confess, I totally screwed up and I also hope that you can cheer me on and keep me going so that I can be more consistent because it's something I really struggle with. And for you in your business, I want you to look at where you're not being consistent. And are you sending a weekly email? Are you doing a weekly blog post or podcast or video or whatever it might be? There's studies out there that show that if you're not emailing your list consistently, let's say you haven't emailed them for a few weeks or a month, when you try to sell to your email list, sales will drop considerably. People are not going to open those emails. So if you feel kind of pushy to email once a week, don't at all. If if you've attracted an audience that genuinely cares about what you have to say and what you share, they're going to be excited to open those emails. So I can't stress enough. The weekly email, I feel like we've gotten that down. That is hugely important. But in addition, that weekly consistent content is important as well. But you probably already know that. I maybe just need to say all of this for myself. So thanks for the little mini therapy session. Really appreciate it. When you run an online business, your marketing metrics will tell you what in your business is profitable and where you're throwing money away. Yikes. 
That's pretty important, right? Luckily, I've put together the Ultimate Marketing Metrics Checklist, which is a free resource that will guide you through tracking and analyzing the most crucial metrics for your business. And let me tell you, I'm gonna keep it simple but effective. From evergreen data and revenue generation to podcast metrics and social media growth, this cheat sheet will cover it all. It's the exact one my team and I use to track our metrics on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual basis. Let me be honest here. This wasn't an overnight process win for me. It took me 10 years to build this comprehensive list and get it just right. But you, my friend, can start using it today, tailoring it to suit your business-specific needs, but not having to start from scratch like I did. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just getting started, this cheat sheet will help you make informed decisions as you grow your business and empower you to move forward confidently. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics to get your hands on the ultimate marketing metrics cheat sheet now. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics. Okay, so we're jumping back on that horse, getting this consistent content out there. And today we are talking about how to create a killer sales page headline. Now, if you know me even just a little bit, you probably know that I don't like to be extremely pushy or salesy. And I'm guessing you don't either. I mean, we don't need to push our products and programs on people. We want them to genuinely be interested in what we have to sell, right? But you know what I've learned? Worrying about sounding too salesy is the surest way to end up sounding salesy. Worse still, it makes me sound totally inauthentic. So when I'm focusing so hard on what I don't want to sound like, it weakens the power of what I really do want to convey to my audience. This all comes back to what we talked about just last week, the core beliefs that you need to have as an entrepreneur if you want your business to succeed. So if the idea of working on a great sales page, the copy, makes you a little nauseous, go back and review those beliefs, especially the one about knowing your product is valuable and knowing the fact that you will make an impact in people's lives if you're able to get that product into their hands. When you have that belief that your product is valuable and you know that people need it, then you're going to write authentic, compelling sales copy that emotionally resonates with your audience, addresses their real concerns, and inspires them with the best emotion of all, which is hope. Hope that their problem can be solved. Hope that they'll find the answer that they're looking for. Hope that they found an ally in you that will help them with their struggle and help them to succeed in whatever goals that they're pursuing. This is the secret of sales page copy that works without being salesy or insincere. The rest, the nuts and bolts, all the details, is what we're going to cover in the rest of today's podcast. Now, one resource that I refer back to again and again in my own business is a book called Great Leads. Full disclosure, I got this book idea from Derek Halpern of Social Triggers. So the book by Michael Masterson and John Ford is about one small part of your sales page. Now, I say sales page, they call it your advertisement, which just feels weird to me. So let's just talk about sales pages today. When I first read the book, Great Leads, right off the bat, they blew me away with a staggering statistic. They said that 80% of emotional impact will be determined by the first 20% of your copy. So 80% of emotional impact will be determined 
by the first 20% of the copy on your sales page. Now, we all know that people buy from emotion. And because of that, 80% with the first few lines they read, maybe the headline and the paragraph to follow, that's pretty powerful information to have. The first few hundred words of your copy are known as the lead. So when I first heard the book, Great Leads, I thought it meant leads like people on your email list, email subscribers, but that's not what they're talking about. It's a copywriting term. So if it's new to you, specifically the word lead is that headline and maybe the paragraph to follow. And this, according to the experts behind the book, is by far the most important part of your sales page, especially your headline. So if your first hundred words are the entryway to a sale, the headline is the front door that every client has to want to not just walk through, but stampede through. That's our goal here. Now, there are four essential components for writing a killer sales page headline, and I'm going to go over them in detail in this episode. But of course, I've got a freebie for you, and it's a good one. We worked really hard on this one. So to help you string along all of these ideas I'm going to give you, I've created a quick guide for creating your own sales page headline. It's like an exercise that you can walk through. And at the end, you'll have some killer headlines. So you can get this free guide at amyporterfield.com forward slash 59 download. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 59 download, or you can text 59 download to the number 38470. So text 59 download to 38470. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump in to the good stuff. Okay, so let's dive into the four essential components for writing a killer sales page headline. Component number one is the rule of one. The first thing you need for your sales page headline is one big idea. That's all, just one. All my overachievers out there, you're at the gym, you're in the car, you're taking a walk and you're thinking, no, I can't just choose one thing. But in this case, this situation, less is more. So it's such a well-known concept, this rule of one, that even the old time advertising gurus know exactly what it's all about. So David Ogilvie, the great advertising exec who founded New York City's premier ad firm in the 60s said that every great marketing campaign has, at its core, a single powerful idea. This is what he said. It takes a big idea to jolt the consumer out of his indifference, to make him notice your advertising, remember it, and take action. And David Ogilvie wasn't alone in this. Years before he even came on the scene, like 20 years before, there's this guy named Victor Schwab, and he perfected the form of mail order copywriting, which pretty much today we'd call email marketing. And Victor Schwab wrote a book called How to Write a Good Advertisement. I mean, talk about straightforwardness, right? How to Write a Good Advertisement. And in that book, he listed 100 of the best headlines of all times. And what he showed was that each of those, or at least 90 of the 100, were actually driven by a single simple idea. So here are a few of them. The secret of making people like you. Or Is the life of a child worth $1 to you? Or another one, when doctors feel rotten, this is what they do. Or another, how I improve my memory in one evening. And then my ultimate favorite one, 67 reasons why it would have paid you to answer our ad a few months ago. I thought that one was brilliant. And sure, it's 67 reasons, 
but the one topic is answering their ad. That's what it's all about. So it's important to understand that when you're introducing a product for sale, your readers don't want to hear everything you know about a topic. They're looking for a single useful suggestion for solving their problem, something that they can take action on and see quick results. So when you stick with this rule of one, it makes the copy so much stronger. And here's a huge benefit to you. It makes writing the rest of the sales letter so much easier. Now, here's the thing. You have to know your audience really well in order to pick the right big idea, the one that will hit the bullseye and the one that will carry them through throughout the entire sales page. So to give you an example from my own experience, the program I just launched, the one that kept me off the podcast mic, unfortunately, called the Profit Lab. This is the program where I teach entrepreneurs how to create a super simple social media sales funnel. And here's the thing. My audience doesn't know or they didn't know at the time that they needed a sales funnel. So I took this big survey and although some of them said they wanted a sales funnel, many of them said they wanted a system or they wanted a process or a plan for their business. So when I was writing the sales copy, I had to shape it around one big idea of a marketing system. Calling it a sales funnel right out of the gate would have lost their attention instantly. So I eased them into it and I first started out by calling it a marketing system, that one big idea that I knew was already on their mind. So why is the rule of one so powerful? Because it focuses on one powerful emotion within your reader. So too many ideas send the reader's mind in too many directions. So here's a quote from the book that I really think kind of hits at home. The lead, remember the headline and maybe the paragraph to follow, the lead is strongest that promotes one compelling idea by supporting that idea with all the appropriate techniques, stories, predictions, statements, promises, and so on, but all unified by that single idea and by a single emotion that drives the sale. Bottom line, this is my, me talking no longer in the quote, bottom line, to anchor your sales copy, you must find one big idea that your reader will grasp immediately and stick to it. Now let's move on to component number two. Now component number two is all about provoking emotion. And to do that, you need to accomplish two things. One, you need to move the prospect emotionally. And two, you must persuade your prospect intellectually. Now here's the thing. People respond to emotion way before they will ever respond to reason. I think we all know that. That's human nature. So you need to grab your reader's attention by appealing to him or her emotionally first, and then that person will give you their attention and you can then convince them intellectually. Now, in many cases, that emotion might be hope. So hope that you can solve their problem, hope that you can actually get them to see results. And when you can tap into an emotion like that, then you're able to lead them into the intellectual side of things in terms of how you are going to solve things for them. Now, let me give you some more examples because hope is not the only emotion. How about the one we've all heard forever? I've fallen and I can't get up. When I heard this one in the book, this is from Life Call, and of course, the emotion is fear, but I thought that had that ad had been running for years and years and years. It like only ran for a year or so, but I think we all know it. But the emotion is fear. Here's another one. 
do you make these mistakes in English? Now, this was from 1926, and that ad ran for 40 years, and it appeals to the emotion of insecurity, which is a very common emotion. You need to know the emotion that you're trying to convey to your audience in order to be able to craft a really great headline that will grab them emotionally before we move into the intellect kind of stuff. So any headline you write has to have those two components, one big idea and a powerful emotion. Now, if you download this week's free guide, I'll help you walk through some of those big ideas that you might have and help you relate it to the emotion that might be attached to it. So again, amyporterfield.com forward slash 59 download, and you can get that exercise so you can walk through it with me. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers, and I know you're doing important work. And with that, you wanna make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products and I wanna talk about Shopify. Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. Okay, so from here, you're going to get a little bit more specific. Your sales page headline will fall into one of the six archetypal lead types. I know this podcast episode's a little heavy, but it's really, really valuable if you stick with me here. 
So once we've got the big idea and we've got the emotion figured out, now there are six archetypal leads that you can actually choose for your headline. And I'm going to walk you through each of them. So are you ready? So the first one is the offer lead. And the offer lead is a direct appeal. It almost always mentions the product or other benefits like the price or discounts or guarantees very early on in that lead, sometimes maybe even in the headline. Now, why it's valuable? Getting right to the point shows a lot of confidence in the ease and simplicity of your solution. Sometimes that's all it takes to convince your client to give your product a shot. And let me give you three examples of headlines that are the offer lead. I guarantee with my own money that you will shoot your lowest score ever on your next round of golf. That would be an offer lead. Here's another one. Don't pay one penny until this course turns your mind into a mental magnet. Notice it says course in the headline. Or here's another one. Offer of membership by invitation only. So these are pretty bold. I've never done an offer lead like that because my audience isn't necessarily there yet. They're not ready for that. And we'll talk about that in a moment when your audience is ready for something like this. But that's an offer lead. The next one is the promise lead. So the promise lead opens with your product's best and biggest claim and repeats it throughout the copy. Now, why it's valuable? When your customer knows they need help with something, all they want to know is that there's hope. And in this case, a simple, direct, pure promise lead is the single best way for you to get your foot in the door. So let me give you three examples of a promise lead. A Hollywood smile in three days. Or... Build your memory in four short weeks. Or another one, grow $500 into 4.8 million. That's kind of a big one, right? These examples are all from the Great Leads book, so I'm not making this stuff up. So that would be the promise lead. Now, number three is the problem solution lead. I particularly love this one. So the description is, In this kind of lead, start by identifying your client's biggest, most emotionally charged and relevant issue, then go into all the ways the product solves those issues. This is pretty much what I did on the Profit Lab page. So why it's valuable. The problem solution lead shows your audience you know where they're at and that you know they've probably been comparison shopping and you're ready to show why your product is better than what's offered by your competition. So let me give you some examples. This is the problem solution lead. Number one, do you have a secret fear of losing your job? Ooh, that's a good one. Number two, don't put a cold in your pocket. Now that's a really weird one. I think that was Kleenex back in the day. And number three, feel stronger fast. So again, problem solution. This one works really well. I did this one with, um, Are you struggling to see sales online? I mean, really simple, but I knew that was at the heart of the matter to my audience. Number four is the big secret lead. So this lead teases your reader with hard to come by knowledge, formulas or systems that can solve their problem or reveal problems they didn't even know about. Now it's valuable because as your client reads your lead, he or she will start to imagine what the great secret could be. And will be dying to buy the product so that he can find out what it is. So the secret lead lets your reader emotionally persuade himself or herself to buy your product. So emotionally persuading. This one's pretty tricky. 
So let me give you some examples. The strategy that turns every dollar into $50. You see how there's a little teasing there? Or the only investment legally obligated to pay you 181% gains. Or another one, an easier, more foolproof way to garden anywhere. So I use these a lot in email subject lines. So what you're learning here, how to craft a really great headline, can definitely be used in your subject lines. I'm telling you, this stuff is a little heavy, but it will give you such an advantage over what your competitors are doing in this space. So this is stuff that you really, if you master this, you are just golden. Okay, two more. The proclamation lead. So the description of this one is, this lead seeks to jar the unaware reader out of his seat with some incredible fact, like a shocking future forecast or prediction or other kind of bold statement. Now, I'm a little bit of a wimp in the sense that I don't typically do a proclamation lead, but I really enjoy a good one. So I'll give you some examples in a minute. So here's why it's valuable. This lead gets its strength from taking the reader by complete surprise. So it must be relevant, something that's really happening right now, maybe a trend, but it has to be something almost pushing the envelope of the incredible. That's why I'm kind of a wimp. I don't necessarily feel confident in this section, but if you have something good, this is worth paying attention to. So the reason for this is that ordinary statements are too easy to pass over. So the result is getting your reader out of their comfort zone and motivates them to actually take action so that they can feel comfortable again. So it also works on an indirect level, distracting the reader from the sale by forcing him to pay attention to the point suggested by this big, bold statement without revealing exactly how it will lead to the essential claims of what you plan to sell. Sell. I said sale the wrong way, but you get the point. So three examples of this kind of bold headline, which is totally not my deal, but let me give them to you anyway. Read this or die. Okay, that one's a little bit dramatic, but that's what it says. Another one they gave in the book was warning, your PDR is obsolete. I don't even know what a PDR is, but if I knew that it was obsolete and I knew what it was, I probably would pay attention. And then definitely why most 20th century medicine will soon become extinct. So we know some really great marketers, both of us, I know, know some really great marketers out there that are really good at headlines like this. I feel like Derek Helpern of Social Triggers does some really great headlines like this. Um, Ryan Dice, Russell Brunson, those are two that usually have some pretty, you know, bold headlines. And the thing is, when you're really good at what you do, you can be really bold like this. When you have confidence, like I always tease Derek Halpern and I have become friends over the last few years and I am way sensitive and he is way not sensitive. So I always tease, like if I ask him a question, I'll say like, I know what your answer would be for yourself, but knowing how completely sensitive I am about XYZ, what would be your suggestion? I literally sent him a text like that recently because this guy has tons of confidence and is very bold in his communication. So I bet he would do very well with a proclamation lead where it's just not my personality or style. So you need to know your style when you're choosing these. And don't worry, we'll put these in the guide so you actually can review them again. And I really suggest you get the book Great Leads because it's amazing and they have tons more examples. But let me give you one more. So right now, just so you kind of know where we are, there's six archetypes for your lead and these are the six. So you wanna choose one of the six for your headline. And the final one is the story lead. And you might really like this one. 
This lead is possibly the most powerful one as long as you keep the story quick and in the context of that big idea I talked about earlier. So testimonials, expert bios, historical proof, or a track record. All of these are versions of a story lead. So why is it so valuable? Well, simple. Everybody loves a good story. So stories can engage readers who don't know you or they don't know your product well and who might flinch at a more direct, maybe unbelievable claim. Because remember earlier I said you need to know your style to create your headline, but you also need to know the style of your audience. So if they're not going to respond well to maybe those really bold headlines I just went over, maybe they would ease better into a story headline. So the reader may know that they're actually reading a sales page, but if the story is really well told, then they totally forget that they're reading a sales page and they get emotionally involved, which is exactly what we want them to do. So three examples of this one. They laughed when I sat down at the piano, but when I started to play, dot, dot, dot. Or another one, 15 rivers to cross and only seven bridges. Here's how we were able to bring you the Granada. Now, these are weird. I know if they're out of context. However, that's a story. Here's another one. I'm writing to you from our shelter tonight. What? I mean, this stuff is so good. A lot of these examples were from way back when, like in the 50s and 60s. And that to me is the time when advertising was at its best. Mad Men, my favorite show on the universe. Let me tell you, it ended last week and I almost cried. I watched it alone. I didn't want any distractions, but that is my very favorite show. And it was so good. So anyway, that's my favorite era of advertising. And that's where a lot of these examples are coming from. So those are your six. I'm going to tell you one more time. I'm going to run through. Let me get my list because I kind of need some notes for this one. So you've got the offer lead where you're really bold and you just come out with it. The promise lead. Remember, this is the one where you're actually making the best and biggest claim right out of the gate or the problem solution lead. This is the one I use the most where I actually identify the problem right away or the big secret lead where you're like teasing them with the headline so that they've got to keep reading because they want to know more. Or the one I'm most uncomfortable with, the proclamation lead, but I love a good proclamation lead. And then finally, the story lead. So those are your six archetypes and you want to choose one of those and run with that with your big idea and that one emotion you've identified. Now, don't worry. All of these lead types, these six lead types I just reviewed with you, they're in the guide that I created. So don't worry about that. We've totally got you covered. And have a little fun with these. Once you start to experiment in different ways, you might see that your audience starts responding in a really favorable way to something different. So don't be afraid to experiment. Now, we're in our final component. Remember, I told you at the beginning, there's four components. And this is where I kind of pull it all together because you've already actually decided or you're going to decide on that one big idea and that one emotion that you want to really plug into in your headline And then I gave you six types of leads that you can write, but there's one more component that you need to think about, and that is how aware your audience is right now. And by aware, I mean, how aware are they of your product? How aware are they of you just in general? Do they even know who you are? How aware are they of themselves, their problems, their needs, and how aware are they of the solutions they need? 
Now, I talked about surveying your audience a few episodes back, and that could actually really come into play here because you do want to know your audience as much as possible. And when you do, then you can decide how aware your audience is. Now, once you decide how aware they are, I can then suggest to you which lead type out of those six I just reviewed would be the best for you. So this is where it kind of all comes together. So we're going to do a little odd, uh, little exercise here. And again, use the guide to kind of pull you through this because I know it's a little bit tough. I'm like fully teaching right now on a podcast. It's a little tough, but I think it's really valuable. Remember, this is what sets you apart from your competition. This is what gets people to actually pay attention and buy. Final stretch. Are you ready? Got to shake it out a little. Okay. So there's five levels of being aware. And again, when you identify how aware your audience is, then I can suggest to you what kind of lead type that you want to use. So the first one is most aware. So your prospect completely knows you, your product, and they only need to know the offer and they're ready to buy. Apple has a most aware audience. I mean, people camp out in front of their stores for three days with a wad of cash in their pocket. They're ready to buy even before they hold the product. Now, this is the dream prospect, and most of us do not have a dream prospect. Some of you may, and you're the lucky ducks out there, but I do not, and probably most of us do not have the most aware audience. But if you did, you'd either want to go with an offer lead, where you just right away just tell them what the offer is, or a promise lead. So here's an example of a promise lead you can do with an audience that's totally aware. Here it is. Do you have the courage to earn half a million dollars this year? So a headline like that, you're assuming a familiarity with your customer. You're turning the challenge back on them. So it's kind of bold and it taps into some deep seated feelings they might have about their ability to make money, which might have them a little bit uncomfortable, but they already trust you and they already know your product. So of course they're going to go on this journey with you. They're going to be open-minded because you already have their attention. You can get away with a great headline like that when you have a most aware audience, but that's not most of our audiences, right? So let's talk about the second one. Number two, the product aware. So your prospect knows what you sell, but they're not sure it's right for them right now. So your power play here is that you want to win their trust. So they are the people that are reading the customer reviews. They're the people that are close to purchase and they need a little reassurance. You don't need to do much to educate your customer about what you're offering. They're aware of that. The work here is proving you're able to do what you say you can do for them. This is the perfect audience for me after someone's gone through my email sequence. So in the Profit Lab, I teach how to go through seven steps of a social media sales funnel. And the sixth step is to write an email sequence to get people to buy. So if I write a really good email sequence and I talk about the product and the testimonials and I give information to educate them, by the time they hit my sales page, I can write a headline that appeals to someone that's very aware of the product And now it's my job to just make sure they know that what I'm promising, I can really deliver. So the best type of lead out of those six leads I reviewed earlier is the promise lead or the problem solution lead. I like the problem solution lead. So something like, are you struggling to get sales online? 
is a really simple one, I know, but that is the problem solution lead kind of thing. Here's two more examples. Instant relaxation. That's all the headline says. So in just two short words, you're already envisioning the result of this product. Because of course, you assume there's a product if they're selling something to you. So it goes for the immediate emotional response so that the reader is instantly warmed up for the sale. Or melts in your mouth, not in your hand. You know this one. So this one focuses on the unique selling proposition, the USP, and it instantly promises that the product does something original, something the competitors won't or can't. So those are two examples for the promise lead or the problem solution lead. And this again is when your audience is aware of your product. All right, we're moving on. Number three, the solution aware. So your prospect knows the result he or she wants, but is not sure your product provides it. And in this case, you need to educate. That's your power play to educate. So your customer only has eyes for an outcome. You have to show them that your product provides it. So this customer is in comparison mode, seeing how your product stacks up against other products. So before you can convince him to actually buy the product, you'll first need to convince him or her that you understand what he wants and needs. So here's a really great type of lead, the secret lead. So remember the secret lead where it kind of teases people a little bit? So remember, if your prospect knows the result he or she wants, but they're not sure your product provides it, you can lead with some kind of headline. Let me give you some examples, something like this. Your most bountiful garden ever in a few square feet of soil. This one plays immediately on two powerful impulses to discover the secret and to not be left out. So this headline proposes that anybody, no matter what kind of soil they have, can use this secret to have something they want. Okay, here's another one. The secret program that turns every $1 into $50. So by tying the benefits to the secret right from the start, you acknowledge that you're warming the reader up for a sale. But even though your reader knows you're warming them up for a sale, they can't keep their conscious mind on that because they're so intrigued by the secret. And remember, we've got to go emotionally before we go intellectually. We talked about that in the very beginning. Okay, here's number four. Number four is the problem aware. Your prospect senses he or she has a problem, but doesn't know that there's a solution. In this case, your power play is to sympathize with them. So this customer has only worry. They're looking desperately for hope, but they don't even know where to look. So the key with this customer is to show you feel their pain. You totally get it. You sympathize. And once you identify that point that you really get it, you'll find an open avenue for making an emotional connection. So the type of lead you would want to use is the problem solution lead. So let me give you an example. Do your hands and feet feel like blocks of ice? So this is the kind of opposite. This is opposite of the promise lead. Instead of implying something like you can actually help them, you're just implying that you know that there is a problem. So you're sympathizing with them right away. Really powerful and it gives some good imagery. And here's one more. No more sore noses. Now this one's obviously Kleenex, but this one has a more positive spin. It doesn't focus on the negative like the first example I just showed you. But here's why I love this one. 
The kind of people that have these sore noses usually think, well, I can just live with it because they don't know how to solve it. And so right off the bat, you're stating, hey, there is a solution here and you're addressing, you know that they have a problem. So this one is really powerful. That's the problem aware. That's how aware they are. They're aware of a problem and you can lead with the problem solution. Okay. And here's the final one, number five, and this is a completely unaware target market. Now this one's really a challenge, but there's some opportunity here. So maybe your prospect doesn't know he or she has a problem and certainly doesn't know about your product that could actually solve it. So the power play here, what you need to do is you need to finesse. This one is not my favorite one. I do not use this one because this isn't the audience I go after. And most people don't have a completely unaware audience, but this is a valuable market because it could be completely new to you, meaning a whole new group of people that you've never been in front of. And with a saturated market right now, maybe that you are in, it would be nice to get in front of new people. So you'll need a lead that grabs readers without letting on at least that you're going to try to sell them something because you need to make that first connection with them. So a story lead or a proclamation lead would work best here. So here's an example. Why most 20th century diseases will soon become extinct. So this makes you sit back and go, what? Immediately you're thinking, okay, tell me more. Or the world's most interesting man. So we know this one, right? Right off the bat, you want to know what makes them so interesting. So you pay attention as the commercial plays or you examine the photo that he's in and you're looking for clues. So you're totally engaged right away. So that's another example where you can actually lead with a proclamation to an audience that doesn't even know they're looking for a solution just yet. Again, that's a more harder audience to penetrate, but it is definitely possible. And yes, one more time, I put this all in a guide for you. I wanted to talk it out first, but now it's time to grab that guide, amyporterfield.com forward slash 59 download, and really do the exercises there. I walk you through to get the most out of figuring out what would be a perfect headline. And it comes down to one big idea, the emotion behind it. And the kind of lead that you want to create, that you feel you're most comfortable with and your audience would be comfortable with. And to help you decide, you want to figure out how aware your audience is right now. And then you can take cues from that to decide what kind of lead you want to go with. So at the end of the day, it all comes back to really knowing who your audience is. And I feel that it's become my mission to help you really start to understand your audience more so your online marketing becomes easier for you, more streamlined, and quite honestly, so you can actually enjoy the process of writing the copy and marketing to your audience and getting in front of them in a way that feels really natural to you. Now, here's the deal. If you walk down the street and you saw your dream house, but the doorway was too small for you to go through, imagine that. So that's what a sales page headline does to a client who feels like you're not speaking to them directly. You think you see it, but then you realize, oh, that's not a good fit. We do not want that to happen to the people that actually come to your sales page. Imagine this, you're walking down a street and you see your dream house, but you walk up to the door and you realize it's too small. You can't even fit through the door. That's what a sales page headline does to a client who feels like you're not even speaking to them directly. You thought you might've had them, but you completely don't. Now let's picture the opposite. You're walking down the street, 
You see your dream house. You walk up to the door. It's the perfect size and it has your name carved into the door. This is how you want your prospect to actually feel when they read a sales headline you've crafted with them in mind. That's what I want you to do. So I know that this was a lot of information. Sometimes I can't help myself when I know the content can make a huge difference in your marketing. So sometimes I just have to turn my podcast episodes into little mini trainings in hopes that you can get immense value. And I hope that's what you got today. So I want to thank you for staying with me here. And of course, grab the guide. I know I've said it a million times in this podcast, but you can't get the full effect of this unless one, grab the book for sure. I think everyone should get the book, Great Leads, but also grab the guide because I've gone through the book. I've already kind of outlined what really works and I put it in that guide. amyporterfield.com forward slash 59 download, or you can just text 59 download to 38470. Then you're good to go. We'll send it to you right away. Thanks for being with me here today. Loved spending time with you and I will see you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.